0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com podcast. It's game day. We've got Lakers versus Bulls tonight. The Lakers badly needing a win. Can they get this done? Tonight against Chicago. We're going to talk a bit about that game. We've got to get into the injury report. Of course, the latest trade talks as well. DeJounte, Murray, Bruce Brown on the list of players we're going to talk about in this one. And we got to open up the mailbag. So busy show today. I am Trevor Lane. If you guys are new to the channel, make sure you do subscribe. Don't forget to turn on those notifications, especially this time of year. We're going to keep you up to date on all of the latest heading into the trade deadline. Joining me today is Sean Davis. Sean. Excited to talk some Lakers basketball today.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to break this one down with you, Trevor. Um, yeah, I remember when when we used to say it's game day and we would get excited. I'm I'm, I'm actually,
1: and, and I said, I'm excited to talk Lakers basketball today. And as the words came out of my <laughs> mouth, I'm like, I'm excited. to talk. I'm still excited to talk Lakers basketball oh, every yeah. day. Some days a little bit less than others. There, there's no doubt. But I've kind of moved on from the Clippers' loss at loss at this point, and I am—I don't know if I would say excited, but I'm cautiously optimistic about tonight's game against the Bulls. I am nervous. <laughs> I do I, not trust this team. <laughs> I, I think you. I think that is probably more reflective of of the majority of the fan base right now. Um, before we dive into all this, did you see the craziness with with Luca <laughs> last night, Luka Doncic? So. Uh, If if anybody didn't see this, Tim McMahon of ESPN puts out this tweet of a a guy getting ejected, a Suns fan uh, in Dallas, getting ejected from the game because, according to McMahon, the guy said, Luca, you're tired. Get your ass on the treadmill. Trevor cursed. Gasp. Kind of that. That's a low level. Like that's just the, That's a minor fine. It's a PG thirteen. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, even PG thirteen, you can get away with one f bomb per movie, right?
2: I think it's like an hour in. That's way too like in detailed than it needs to be. But I think it has to be an hour into the movie. Does it have
1: to be an hour in? I didn't I realize there was a time requirement to it. So look at that. Look at that. We're learning something new about a totally different subject today. Um, So he says this and Luca says enough and he has security. Get the guy out of the game. Afterwards, Luca confronts it during the the presser. Luca confronts Tim McMahon and says, I knew you were going to be the one to put it out there. And, and, and you're always saying negative things about me and, and all of this. Luca was basically saying, look, that was just the last, the latest thing. The guy said, the guy was saying stuff all game long. That was bothering me. If you were, I think this is kind of controversial. Fans pay money to sit in those seats. If you're a player, is there ever a point where you would have a fan ejected from a game?
2: I will say this. um, There is a, there is definitely a certain line that a, a fan can cross right now. That varies from person to person, so it, it's very objective. Like that line, like for Luca, isn't the same line I I I think necessarily um, as I don't know Trey Young, right? Like those are the first two players that popped into my head, right? It's a very ob- objective thing. So, what might what was said to Luca that I mean repeatedly, or you know the multiple things that were said to Luca that got the the fan kicked out of the uh, out of the arena might not have gotten him kicked out of the arena in Atlanta or whatever right I'm not can con- condoning his actions or whatever right but i, I do think that there is a, a line but it-, it moves depending on the players so I get, I I mean it just I mean you're there to enjoy the game right I don't think it, you're you're there personally or I don't think you should be there to, to heckle a player or heckle a team or whatever you're, yeah it's a it's a it's a sporting event like we we're, we're we're there to enjoy the game. And enjoy um, the great basketball that we are seeing, um, which was a crazy game. Dallas was up like 15, and then Devin Booker drops 50, or not 50 exactly, it was like 47 maybe. So you're watching, you're a Suns fan, you're watching great basketball, you're watching your one of your best two players, and some Suns fans will argue he is the best player,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, have a spectacular game that you just happen to be at, worried about heckling Luka because he beat you in the conference finals two years ago.
1: Right? I mean, he scored, Luke, uh, Devin Booker put up 46. Like a, a masterful performance, no question, from Devin Booker. Luca drops 34, 8, and 9, so it's not a bad game. But, yeah, I mean, there is not some animosity. <laughs> but, no, it's not a bad game at all. Like, clearly, he had a, he had a good game, but there's some animosity between Suns fans and, and Mavs fans and, and all of that, and the Suns and the Mavs in general. There's animosity there. But... I think this goes there's this right now a player can just point to a fan and say this guy's out and the arena staff will will kick that guy out. And I think had it really just been that, maybe this would have been a turning point. Had it just been get on a treadmill, if that was what got him out of. I mean, like you said, it, it's fairly subjective. There's the the line is at a different place for different people. For Russell Westbrook, if you call him West Brick, we saw we saw it like that's enough for him to say out. Right and toss somebody. I think there is a line here, though, as you said. I think there is a line that shouldn't be crossed, but at the same time, it's not a clearly defined line because you're at a sporting event, you're having fun, you're having a good time, you want to be able to cheer on your team, you want to be able to cheer against the other team, but there's that line that you don't want to cross. What I look at it as is it something that if there are kids in the in the in the audience that are maybe at their first basketball game, or this is their first experience at seeing a live NBA game. Is it something you wouldn't want those kids to hear? That's that for me is the line. So if you want to say, Hey, you're you're you stink or whatever, you're not very good. You know, but if you're starting, if you're starting to get over the top with it, there's no, there's no need for that. And that's the parent in me, I'm sure coming out there, but if you're starting to get crazy with it, that's where the line is. As far as the treadmill comment, I didn't think that was that was much, but now if it's he was saying a bunch of stuff over the course of the game, then I get it. I think it all comes back comes down to just don't say dumb things. When when you go to a game, don't say dumb things, just be there, enjoy the game, have fun. That's that's the whole point. You want to cheer for your team, great, cheer for your team, but don't cross that line that seems to be hard to define, but we all should know where it really is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put it.
1: Um, anyway, curious to see what everybody else thinks. Should should there be that point where fans actually get kicked out of games? Lakers nation. Give us your thoughts in the comment section, but let's get into some Lakers basketball here. So the Lakers are taking on the bulls tonight and we did get an injury update. LeBron, Anthony Davis. I believe they're going to play in this one. Um, both lists is questionable right now, but I think we're going to see them tonight against the bulls. Uh, Cam Reddish will not be. He turned his ankle and he's been in and out of the lineup anyway uh, for a while now. And he turned his ankle on James Harden's foot in that Clippers game. So now no Cam Reddish. And I thought Cam had done some positive things. I'm still not. It blows me away that the advanced metrics actually show a positive pairing with, with Jared Vanderbilt and Cam Reddish right now. I believe over the long haul that will not be the case. And I think the Portland game is kind of buffering that quite a bit right now, yeah. but no Cam Reddish. What what does that do for the Lakers rotation? What happens now?
2: Um, I think it just kind of goes back to what it what it had been before Cam Cam played. um or, or Came back. Excuse me. Where if Braun and, and Ad are playing, starting five is is probably still what it what it's been. Braun, Ad, torandilo Austin, which I, I still like very strongly disagree with but neither here nor there and then uh off the bench you can bring in a vando christian wood max um and stuff like that i I think cam cam's world doesn't change as much i think if anything some of the lineups might be a little bit better because i don't think you're getting the the aforementioned uh and Jared vanderbilt lineup on the floor i think vando would be in a lineup that kind of makes a little bit more sense for him um more often not especially they're going to bring him off the bench still So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking about for this this Lakers rotation without Cam.
1: What are you worried about in this game? Like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic. Is it a DeMar DeRozan return to L.A., you know, hometown performance? Is it uh, Andre Drummond in a Lakers audition performance? What what are you concerned about happening in this game?
2: I'm concerned that the Lakers are just going to not show up and not Mm -hmm. play basketball. Like that that that's honestly my concern with this team, man. Like I I described it the other, I described it on spaces, I think, with you. Um, I I described it, you know, just on I think on the post-post game show. This team just lacks a sense of urgency, and that's a big concern. So I think this Lakers, this is the type of late, this is the type of team, though, you know, in a in a do-or-die game, and this isn't technically do or die quite yet, but like well, we you've got to. You're 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 getting there. You you have to win this game. And oh man, you know what? We're the ninth team. We're okay. We're comfortable. Right. Like, like this team just feels comfortable. And like like they're they're just magically gonna fix it. Where it's like, oh you can fix it, right? But like you gotta do the, the, the correct steps to get there. And I feel like right now they're just lacking that urgency that I feel like one, every title contender has, and then two, that they need to you know, keep ground because, boy, you get to that March schedule and sheesh,
1: they they have to be able to see that too. You it, have to. it, you and I can look ahead and see what's coming. They can too. Like they have, like this is a win that you have to get. You have to start stacking up wins because it's gonna get tough in March. It's gonna get if it hasn't been tough already, it's gonna get real tough in March and in and in April. To find and those wins, you have to get games like this. You can't look at this and say, "Well, whatever, it's another Thursday night in in January." No, this is a this like you need this win for what's coming up
2: in the month of of, of March. You only have three games as of right now against teams that are not in the playoffs: Golden State, Atlanta, and I'm oh, sorry, four: Golden State, Atlanta, Memphis, Brooklyn, and and you already
1: lost to Brooklyn
2: you already and, lost. And Golden State could
1: beat you any, any night. And and that's right. You, and, and you dropped the game to Memphis too. Now Memphis is very different. Now they, they have don't ja. they had Jaw. Now they don't have Jaw. But still, you're right.
2: The February schedule isn't as bad. Like there's still, I mean, it's it, it yep. Yeah, Denver on trade line day, which can be tough. Uh Boston, Golden State at Golden State, the Clippers and Phoenix, uh it's well thrown in there. But there's still a lot more winnable games in the month of February than there are when you get to like March and things of that nature. So like you gotta like pick up your urgency and realize, okay, well, crap, you you gotta like, you look ahead. You have the Grammy road trip coming up. You have one more game here at home against Chicago. Then you have Golden State, Houston, Atlanta, Boston. Uh, what's that four? That's yeah, four games. Uh, New York, Charlotte. So you have a six game road trip. You gotta go four and two if you if you want to be a team that can like try to make up ground and get back in a really good spot. You got to go four and two in that Grammy road trip. You got to beat Chicago. So you got to go five and two in the next seven games.
1: Mm. That's five and two in the next seven, you say?
2: I I think you have to go five and two.
1: Okay. And here's, here's, let me just, just to read through it here. Here's the, here's the, the seven. Chicago tonight. Has to be one. Then you're on the road at Golden State. Need to be one. At Houston. At Atlanta, second night of a back-to-back coming from Houston. Okay. At Boston. At New York. And you already lost to the Knicks once this season. Uh, at Charlotte. Is that seven right there? Yeah, that's, that's seven. seven. That's the that's the road trip. And again, at Charlotte, you should win that game. Minnesota should have beat Charlotte, though, too. That's the trap game. Last game of a road trip is always a trap game. It's the way that it goes. But you should win that game, right? Um, that's a couple of days before the trade deadline as well. Who knows? We're starting to see trades go down earlier in this year's trade deadline frenzy. We're already seeing moves being made. So it's also possible the Lakers will be shorthanded for one of these games or more if they make a trade while they're on this road trip. So what are the two losses? I'm assuming one you've got is Boston
2: as on the of- road. I had the other one as Atlanta. Second, I of a
1: back-to-back. back-to-back Atlanta. So you've got, well, you have to go on a three game win streak, Chicago, Golden State, Houston. And then you drop two in a row, Atlanta and Boston. Then you beat New York and Charlotte to close it out.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: That, now, that's fairly realistic.
2: The Atlanta one is Trey still out. That's a big question. Is DeJounte still on the team? That's a big question. Is DeJounte a Laker? We, yeah, what,
1: what jersey is DeJounte Murray wearing on January 30th, 30th. for the for that game? Uh, especially if the Hawks don't want d Like, could that be added an in incentive to get a deal done now? Like, as quickly as you can? Because then, if the Hawks aren't getting d they're just getting somebody on expiry contract. Let's say they get Kyle Lowry or something yeah. like that, who's not going to play for them. Like, that you may be increasing your odds of, of adding one win to your schedule. I think the Lakers should beat the Hawks either way, but you could be adding, be increasing your odds of winning that game. Uh, a second item of back-to-back makes it a bit more questionable, but, yeah. you know, you, you do it like uh, like Moneyball. You got to trade for Ricardo, Ricardo Rincón and get him just to go to the opposite locker room because you don't want him pitching against you. There we go. <laughs> um, so... That's the schedule coming up. This this Chicago game, by the way, no odds out for the Chicago game just yet, because again, LeBron and AD, their status is in flux currently, but I I think this is, this is what starts it. This is what's going to set the tone. I think for this next few games, and this can be the game before a road trip can also be a trap game because guys are getting all their stuff packed up and getting ready to go and all that. But still, this is a game where the Lakers really need to take care of business. And, uh, And get the win. And I think you're right, Sean. I think in that stretch, especially heading into the trade deadline, if there's guys on the team that that are saying, hey, don't trade me, now would be a real good time to show that this team has what it takes as is or that only minor changes are needed.
2: You'll have two days in between, well, two and a half. You'll have two days in between the last game of the road trip, February 5th against Charlotte, and the first game uh, you know after the official trade deadline trade deadline is the uh was it 4 p.m eastern on the 8th
1: uh i want to say it is three three well no, maybe it's new no i think it's eastern. three i think it's three i think it's, I think it's new three. pacific I'm, I'm gonna double check i'll look it up as you're you're talking here
2: but so like like, like trevor's saying if you want to be oh no please don't trade to me go five and two here you'll have you know the rest of monday night after you play charlotte all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, and then half a day uh Thursday, uh, right before Denver. And then you play Denver uh that Thursday night. So um you don't want to get traded. <laughs> Go five and two.
1: It is uh three o'clock eastern time, so noon, noon Pacific. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, three o'clock eastern time on the eighth. That's the trade deadline. All right, speaking of trades. Um, according to Sam Amick, and this is now like a day and a half ago that he said this, but it's, you know the way the NBA world moves, so this it's possible that this changes, but he had the Lakers essentially being in the lead as, as having separated from the rest of the pack on the DeJounte Murray trade front. And the word that's out there is still that the Hawks are not like super enamored with what the Lakers are offering. D'Angelo Russell... 2029 20, first maybe a pick swap now maybe there's you know the lakers 20 the lakers say 2029 20, first lottery protected then it becomes second rounders right maybe that's that's i'm not saying that's what it is i'm saying that 2029 20, first there could be protections on it that they're not happy with there's there's a lot of nuance to this beyond just what the surface level uh trade would be but if the lakers are in the lead according to Amick. And if this is correct, I think, and the Hawks are still not super enamored with this because he's got four years under contract. I I think it's possible. This thing could go right up until the trade deadline where the Hawks are going to be waiting and saying, well, we don't love this trade. So let's wait and see if something better comes along. And then from the Lakers side, it's their job. And I've already heard this from their side. They don't want to wait forever for the Hawks to make a decision. They have to create that urgency from Atlanta to go ahead and pull the trigger on something if they want to get a a deal done. They're not going to want Atlanta to wait right up until the buzzer to do this thing. So that's going to be an interesting uh, dynamic to watch play out here. If the Hawks really aren't all that in on the Lakers trade package, but there's nothing better out there, can the Lakers get Atlanta ahead of the deadline to say, okay, you know what? We'll go ahead and we'll do this right now. Can the Lakers make the Hawks believe that LA is going to go another route, and that this trade will be off the table sooner rather than later. Because I think the Lakers would rather get a trade done sooner than waiting all the way until the deadline if they can.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think it's smart for them too as well, so that you can try to build as much. Let I me mean, use the the word that Laker fans don't here right now: camaraderie um, and continuity uh-huh. with with this team um, going forward and to the post you know trade deadline i think you it can ease some of the tension in the, in the locker room in terms of the like, players worry about it, am i going to get traded or whatever i think the quicker you get this done before the trade line, the, the better for like locker room morale and stuff like sure. that um yeah i mean but again use that word urgency like can do, are the lakers able to create some semblance of a sense of urgency here to to try to get this deal done
1: and that's exactly what they're what they're going to have to do um uh, again, D'Angelo Russell probably would be routed in this scenario to a third team. I know a lot of Lakers fans right now saying keep D'Lo because he's been on a heater since returning to the starting lineup. Um, and I just want to remind everybody again, it's a contract thing. It's not the play on the court. It's the player option on his contract that's that's causing some issues here. Obviously for Atlanta as well, they don't want that player option, and you know they don't want D'Lo next to Trey Young. That doesn't make a ton of sense, but uh, but the player option on his contract is is the issue here. So. I think the Lakers are going to do their due diligence here. going to do everything they can to get a deal done. But I also don't think they're desperate to move D'Angelo. Like the worst case scenario is D'Angelo walks away this summer. Okay, if that happens, so be it like that sucks. That's not ideal, but so be it if that happens. You know, it, it's it's not to the point where, hey, let's give up a bunch of stuff to move this guy off the roster right now because we have to move him. We're not like Russell Westbrook territory from, from last season. That's not where it's at. So I think how the Lakers play this this trade deadline with D'Angelo Russell, they're going to do everything they can to move him, I think. And if they don't find something that makes sense, they don't find something where the value works, they're going to be okay with just keeping him.
2: You know, a very underrated trade package that I think the Lakers get put together like, um, is involving... You know, a very polarizing figure on this team. And I think you can maybe, you know, get a, a deal like Darvin Ham for Doc Rivers. I think. I mean, I know now there is a massive concern <laughs> with, with Doc Rivers' contract. He just signed it, very new deal. Um But you know, you know, Adrian Rojanowski reports that you know, like they're they're pretty close to getting. It. Jokes, joking.
1: You you would if you could swap Darvin Ham right no. now for Doc Rivers. No, you do it.
2: No. In a playoff series, I might have more faith in Darwin than Doc.
1: It's, uh, yeah, I mean.
2: Regular season, to give, give me Doc. Because I think I'm, Doc is a really solid regular season coach. I just don't trust him with anything come postseason time.
1: I'm not going to get into it again and go through the whole rant, but the Lakers have more than, there's more that the Lakers need to fix than just what a trade is going to to fix on this team. Um, they've got some things that they've got to figure out. A lot of it with the mean. I mean, it's talking about with Darvin, with the coaching, with the decisions that are being made, the decisions that are being made. Know, 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 are being made. It's um, kind of a mess there. So I I think, I, and I hope that gets straightened out. I, really, I hope it gets straightened out. I hope everything works out just fine there. Um, Bruce Brown, it seems like there is now a separation at this point. At least okay. that's the feel right now. And again, keep in mind, NBA trade deadline literally takes one phone call, this day and age, one text to completely change this. But right now, it seems that it's at the top of the Lakers' wish list. It's DeJounte Murray. It's Bruce Brown. Then there's everybody else. Sure. What do the Lakers get in in Bruce Brown? What's the appeal to doing something there? And is that just a fallback in the event that a DeJounte Murray trade does not come to fruition or do you think this is maybe a a step a step b situation where it's get the murray go get a deal for bruce brown i don't know if you have the assets to pull off both but your backcourt could look very very different your backcourt rotation could look very different if you somehow get both and maybe that's what the lakers need is yeah. to look very different after the trade deadline
2: I, I think with Bruce Brown, you're getting you're getting a guy that uh really, really good defender. I think, especially in, put him in, in with this defense next to Anthony Davis, next to like a Jared Vanderbilt, um, next to LeBron as a kind of an Aaron Gordon type helper defensively. Um, I think I think it would be awesome. I think he has the secondary playmaking ability. Um, keyword secondary, right? He's not a primary ball handler, right. but as a secondary playmaker, I really, really like the fit. He's graded out as like a B minus playmaking talent and a B minus like playmaking efficiency at least over the past four years per B ball index. So, pretty really efficient passer and playmaker, and, and a guy that can, is, is a willing one. Well, there's there's concerns about the shot, and I mean, deservedly so. But I think I, I think the upside is there, man, and and I'm. I'm not there. There is a fine line where I'm drawing, saying, "Okay, I'm not doing that for Bruce Brown." But I mean, if you can get a reasonable deal done for Bruce Brown, then I, I would, I, I would feel great about getting Bruce Brown on this team. Uh,
1: my concern with Bruce Brown is similar to my concern with Dejounte Murray, and that's that the three point shot is is not going to be good. Sure. Um, but I do like his versatility. I do think defensively, you're talking about a pretty big. Upgrade if you've got DeJounte Murray and Bruce Brown. Uh, By the way, do you see our our buddy Ryan Ward from Lakers Nation? He put this out on on X earlier today. Said, uh, (laughs) we don't know if Darvin Ham is actually on the hot seat or not, but right now in terms of betting odds, he's the betting favorite to be the next head coach to be fired.
2: Darvin? Darvin. Over Chauncey? Well, uh, I, I think like yeah. any Chauncey or like Wes Unsell Jr. Firing would be in the offseason. I doubt they fire him say, okay, see, so yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I think it's more likely Darwin gets like a midseason firing than like one of those two.
1: Yeah, that's, I, I think, I still think Darwin's going to make it to the summer. And we'll see what happens. I do too. We'll see what happens with the rotations. We'll see what happens with the schemes defensively. Do they continue to just get lit up from three? What happens there? And then... uh I think that'll go a long way towards determining what the future looks like come uh, come summertime. Okay, we do need to get into the mailbag in just a moment. I'm gonna pause for just a moment to give a shout out to our sponsor, and that is Doer Jeans. I love my Doer Jeans. I've got the performance denim relaxed taper jean in the title color, which is kind of like a softish blue. And what I really love about them is that they're comfortable enough to just wear around the house. And you're not sitting there wishing that you're wearing a pair of sweatpants or pajama pants or whatever. They're super soft, super stretchy. So they're very, very comfortable just to hang out in and wear. And that's always my number one priority. It's comfort. However, they also look great. You can wear them out to dinner. No problem. In fact, I literally wore mine out to dinner earlier tonight. And I was thankful for the stretchy part. Went out and got Mexican food, had some chips and guac. You know, I was happy that Dewar jeans are soft and especially stretchy. Definitely needed that when I went out to dinner. Uh, They're made from an all-natural fiber for that high stretch, breathability, and moisture absorption, complete with temperature-regulating and antimicrobial properties to feel fresh, cool, and dry. Again, these jeans, they just feel great to wear. So you can upgrade your wardrobe and order your own pair of Dewar jeans today. Check out Dewar's flagship store in LA or Denver or shop online at shopdewar.com slash Lakers Nation. Right now, my listeners get 15% off site-wide when you use my special URL. That's shopduercom slash Lakers Nation. It's a great deal. Don't wait. 15% off. Go to shopdewar.com slash Lakers Nation. All right, let's get into the mailbag. Give this a look here. A lot of these comments coming from after the Lakers lost to the Clippers. Uh, Kratos said, uh, trade Reeves for Murray. Reeves is a sixth man at best. Murray is a lead on both ends. Murray and Delo is enough. Let's stop with that Reeves contract foolishness. This is the problem, John. Like, if Reeves had Delo's contract and Delo had Reeves contract,
2: it's the same thing but flipped. I we, promise it flipped. you,
1: it would be flipped.
2: I promise you, we would be saying trade Reeves. But the 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 thing is, for one, okay, so the the fan a large section of the fan base wants Dejounte Murray, right? Sure. As of right now, this can change, like Trevor said, at, at a phone call or at a, at a text message, right? As of right now, you do not need to trade Austin Reeves to get DeJounte Murray, and as of right now, Austin Reeves is still your most valuable trade asset. So why do something that I don't need to do to get a player that I want? I don't. I don't need to trade Austin. But
1: you, but you do need to trade Delo to get him. Yeah. And right now, a lot of people are saying I would rather have D'Angelo Russell than than Austin Reeves. I like guess that's not that's a- the point, and that's not the that's not the perception around the league. That's not teams are calling asking for Austin Reeves. Teams not calling asking for the Russell. Not the same way. So that's not the perception around the league. But that's what fans are starting to say over the last couple of weeks with D'Lo on a heater. I don't. It's it's a contractual it's situation. Nothing. That's the thing. But also here's the, you want to look into. You want to get the crystal ball out. Look into the future. You know what would happen if you did that? We could be looking at a future where. D'Angelo Russell gets a big offer this summer and he leaves anyway. And for the Atlanta Hawks, Austin Reeves, it has a big season and people are saying, I can't believe the Lakers let another one go. I mean, that's...
2: We've seen it.
1: That's that's just reality. That, that, that could very well be the outcome, if you were to do something like that. Um, there's a lot of people that say, oh, well, why Reeves should not be untouchable? He's not untouchable. He's uh, not. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, Look, if the Hawks said Trey Young, the Lakers would say, here's Austin Reeves. If the Cavs said Donovan Mitchell, the Lakers would say, here's Austin Reeves. The Lakers understand that, that he's their most valuable asset right now in terms of realistically tradable pieces. You're not trading LeBron, you're not trading AD. And they're only going to move him in the kind of home run type move. That's the only way they're going to do it. And the contracts have a lot to do with that. And honestly, Sean, when I'm watching D'Lo play right now, I and I like D'Angelo Russell. I like D'Angelo Russell as an interview. I like D'Angelo Russell on the court. I wish D'Lo was on a... I wish D'Lo had the same contract as Austin right now. How awesome would that be? Oh, now you man. can say they don't fit together. Great. and Stuff like that, you know, but I, if, if d had that contract, I'd be saying, keep d keep him too. Yeah. Let's go.
2: Yeah, no, like keep him. If he was on that contract, like you said, but I, I, I like d It's, it is unfortunate that d is on the contract he's on. And where again, he's going to get traded, not because of him. He's going to get traded more than likely because of his contract and things of that nature. It's, it's a mess, to be completely honest with you. All right, Sean Yay with super chat says uh, Lakers aren't, they're not Lakers, ain't using Rui like they did last season. Two angry face emojis. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I think Trevor asked me this on the on the spaces we did on Twitter. Our X at Trevor underscore Lane at Sean underscore Davi. You know, do I trade if the Nets said, hey, Rui Hatchimore for Dorian Finney Smith? I said that you do it. And I think part of the reason is because there, you don't need to make a a big role for Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith's role would be come in and shoot threes and play defense. Rui's role, you have to kind of carve it out a little bit more, and I do agree with the sentiment that just the opportunity hasn't always been consistent for a guy like Rui. And it's definitely been pretty – far. I think he's frustrated by it at times, especially as well. So um, I, I like Rui a lot. I thought the contract, you know, was deserved – Based off the playoff run, maybe like a few, couple million dollars more than probably um, he should have gone. But I I think that you know Reeves a good player. Um, Sean Screaming Davis says anyone that want that says to trade Reeves or a dealer clearly to understand their contracts and how much of a, a bargain Reeves is for any team. That and the fact that like we said, he's the the player that everybody wants right now um let's see
1: chris (laughs) i I love when we get comments like this chris said i paid 10 bucks and
2: and you didn't read it it probably Um, wasn't like the smartest comment
1: well okay so there's there's two ways by the way and maybe I'll, i'll specify this like during the live streams in the future but there's essentially two reasons why well i guess there could be three three reasons why a comment would not get read one can be i just legitimately miss it and that's rare, but every once in a while it does happen where where I miss one. Where I miss one. That that can happen. Um, another reason is because the comment was not something that was going to contribute to the conversation or was something that, and I am pretty good at taking comments that are not all that constructive and, and finding ways to twist them into so into something that is 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 gonna be on topic for us, right? Um that's something that that I could certainly do. But if it's something that's really off the wall and you're just hoping that I'll say it on the air and that'll be funny, that's, um, that's something that we're not going to do, right? And then the third reason is we didn't get to it yet. We did. We just didn't get to to that comment yet. So that can be what happened too. Sometimes it takes a little while to get through them. Obviously, so we don't get through them all in a single show either. So um, that's. Those are the three ways that a comment you put in a comment on a super chat and uh and you don't see it read Uh, oftentimes i'm behind in the chat when we're doing those live shows
2: um shame on trevor i know right better
1: i know so sean uh the little bit of news here from michael scoto of hoops i he's just and this is not him reporting this he's just kind of going through like who could be a third team in a Dejounte murray deal okay He's got perhaps Washington with Tyus Jones getting involved.
2: Ew.
1: Well, but he's not even saying exactly where Tyus Jones would be going because DeJounte Murray would be going to the Lakers and Tyus Jones is on an expiring contract. He'd be going to Atlanta. Atlanta. So, but again, the problem is that whoever that third team is wants to be incentivized with draft capital, which is where it gets gross for the Lakers. Because should you feel like you have to incentivize a team to take on D'Angelo Russell, who's on a heater and is averaging 27 points I'm per game? I'm just keeping them. Right? That's that's the problem. I'm keeping them and making moves around the margins. Right. That's the problem for the Lakers. Is any third team that you send a D'Lo to is going to say, well, we have to be incentivized to do this because most teams that are, aren't are going to look at D'Lo and say this is the guy that we really need to get right now, especially when he could be a free agent this summer. Yeah. So, that's the challenge for the Lakers. It's finding that third team. And again, Scotto from Hoopside has, um, yeah, has uh, the Wizards as potentially being an option. Also mentioned, Jovan uh, Buha was on his show too and mentioned Detroit, San Antonio, all the kind of lower tier teams that you know maybe they could get him with some expiring contracts and and whatnot as a as a third team.
2: Yeah, I, I can see like the a uh, Detroit alec burks i mean detroit detroit the team that makes sense detroit's yeah. the team that makes some sense
1: um, um oh jovan also mentions that because dlo has been playing so well the lakers are having second thoughts about the player they'd be willing to give him up for the caliber yeah, yeah i mean if there was if they were ever saying hey let's trade Delo and get tyus jones
2: that, no, that's no thank you a
1: problem like i'm All right i'm probably even out on let's trade D'Lo and get Bruce Brown. And I think Bruce Brown would help, but the problem you have then is you need to get another point guard.
2: Tyus Jones, I quit.
1: <laughs> I mean, those those are some of the names that we were hearing, right? So uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is another one. No. Let's trade D'Lo and get Spencer Dinwiddie. No, no, Ew. no, thank you. I, I will keep D'Lo easily. Easily. Um, Jovan said Gabe Vincent is a contract they'd like to move. But with two years left, he's still recovering from knee surgery. That's going to be tough to move. Uh, but you could move Rui, but then you're losing a, a bit of size in your front court, and that could be an issue. So They'll be all right. Yeah. Scoto confirms Vincent is definitely viewed as a negative asset right now. So...
2: Hmm. Um, Zuni with Super Chat says we aren't winning anything as long as we have a potato as a head coach. We need it to to uh, champ fire. We need to champ fire Ham next home game. I mean, I I, I did a a uh, coaches tier list ranking personally a couple of days ago, and Darvin Ham was in my bottom five. So, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. It's not. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. Um right. Miguel said with Atlanta wanting a third team to take on Dila, what team do you think he would be fit best on? I like Orlando. Seems like they need a playmaker who can help on offense. Yeah, Plus they can send him. expiring contracts. Yeah, I mean, Orlando wouldn't it's be it. a bad wouldn't be a bad fit.
2: I, I think Orlando, we talked about this on the space earlier, Trevor. I think Orlando's in a really interesting spot where they can kind of like push down a little bit. I'm not jeopardizing any long-term stuff for like a get, but Gary Harris, right? Uh, a expiring deal or a Markel Bolt. So yeah, uh, Delo come on down. We'll pay you to be the inconsistent, like, like once every third game, you know, have a stinker. We'll pay you to be that because we know the other two out of three, you're going to be, 17-7 and seven or whatever, which I, I just think that team needs needs that ceiling offensively from the guard position right now. I just, like, don't know if they have that all the time. And honestly, I think you say that team needs the floor of the guard uh, that D'Lo provides at the guard position as well. Combine that with a Franz Wagner, an Apollo Banquero, mm-hmm. and a Wendell Carter Jr. Potentially, if they decide to keep them, And then the, the other young guys, they have Jalen Sugg. Suggs. Jalen Suggs uh, playing off of D'Lo. Like, Orlando's a really, really interesting spot. So if, I I do agree with that. If I'm Orlando, I'm I'm calling up the Lakers about D'Angelo Russell. One of the few teams I think legitimately, and I think they could keep him long term. I wonder
1: if uh, if Magic fans would feel the same way. If they're all, you know, what I found Sean D'Angelo Russell tends to have a negative perception from fans of other teams around around the league, Poor which is know. always interesting. I think he's better than people give him credit for, uh, in terms of his overall league-wide perception. But I do think he'd be a pretty good fit for this Orlando team. Yeah. Uh, James Bell said, "I guess LeBron was hog- hogging the basketball." Oops. This is another one of those. Like, have you seen the comments out there? Like, see, Lakers have the same record. Russell Westbrook wasn't the problem.
2: Yeah, I I was goofy enough to to quote tweet one of those things and say. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you know, the lake you know, Russell Westbrook wasn't a problem. Dot 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 dot. Lakers went to Western Conference Finals the minute they traded him and, and improved the roster. Dot 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 dot. Um but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like it's it is uh it is funny to to see those comments.
1: Well there but there were people that were saying, Oh, you know, I, I saw these comments. when LeBron was declared out against the Clippers, there were the people who said, Oh, maybe they have a chance to win now. Oh, I bet the offense is going to look better now. You know, stuff like that. It's interesting. They there's player fans and there's player haters, which oftentimes are just fans of other players that that will want to trash a certain player. Um, but yeah, those those comments were a thing out there a little bit, where where people were saying, "Oh, it's you know they'll be better without LeBron." It's funny. Yeah. Uh, Rome said, "I know everyone wants Ham Griffin, but curious." What people, uh, who people want to come in that can stay for years and make a difference?
2: I had three candidates at the top of my board. If the Lakers were to make a, a, a firing, uh, they would have to be in the offseason to get any of these three guys. It is Kevin Young, a guy I mentioned back when uh, Frank Vogel was hot, was fired. It was mm-hmm. Kevin Young. Next, he's the uh, like offensive coordinator, if you will, for the Suns. Then David Adelman, he's kind of like the offensive coordinator, if you will, for the Nuggets. And then you have Jordy uh, Fernandez. I believe I'm pronouncing that uh, correctly, or is it Jordy Fernandez? Which one? Not sure. Okay, but uh, uh,
1: let's go. Let's go, Jordy.
2: Jordy Fernandez. He's let's the uh, Sacramento Kings' uh, assistant coach as well. Gets uh, he does a great job for them. It um, is. Uh, Okay, I thought Wikipedia would like tell you the pronunciation. Don't they normally do that? Don't they normally tell you the pronunciations? Uh, I think it depends on who it is. Oh, so they're saying Jordy Fernandez isn't big time enough for them. That's
1: rude. uh, An assistant coach, apparently not.
2: Yeah. Uh, Um, He was there. He was with Braun in Cleveland for a very short stint. hmm. He uh, began his coaching career in Cleveland in 2009 as a player development coach. And then with Mike Brown, and you know, LeBron was still there, and he was also on the coaching staff briefly. I think he was this is more like Cannon Charge or whatever, so he's more G League, but you know, we're gonna give him his props. Um, when uh, LeBron was in Cleveland for the second stint, so you would be hoping that he has a good relationship with LeBron. He can, he was in Denver previously, uh, and then he's been in Sacramento with with mike brown for the past two years so yeah i mean he he would bring over a pretty rock solid offense i mean we denver and sacramento we've grown to know those two teams as running high powered offenses Uh that are really beautiful to watch and jordy fernandez is a the big reason for for the for those offenses
1: and are those guys though guys that could come into a team mid-season
2: oh yeah if you're talking mid-season then like nobody that's the difficult part not you siri
1: right i know she always uh, she's always you know chiming in when you don't want her to uh
2: I, I, that's another reason why i just don't i've never really been in love with the fire darvin mid-season thing because yeah i i don't th- i don't think this is a david blatt and you just so happen to have Ty Lue on your staff i don't i don't think this is that personally right right so, i'd but, agree with that yeah
1: All right, let's go to uh, JoJo said, the defensive schemes, the timeout timings, the starting lineup are the main problems. Why can't we make a coaching change and the Bucs can? Well, we kind of just addressed that. Um, The Bucs, like, it would have to get to an extreme level, I think, for the Lakers to make the move at this point.
2: Especially after they already reassured them, you're fine. Right. Which I thought was such a wrong, the wrong move.
1: Right. Had they not done that, okay. Then maybe there'd be something there. Uh, but they did so. Jeremy, so the Lakers package. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. D'Lo, Gabe, Hayes, Rui, and a pick. That's a lot for DeRozan, Caruso, Daniel Gafford, or Wendell Carter, and pick up Kyle Lowry in the bio market.
2: Huh? Uh, hold on, hold on. D'Lo, Gabe, Hayes, Rui. 29 pick. You get Damar Caruso Wendell Carter, or whatever, and you sure. pick up Kyle Lowry.
1: Well, you, you Kyle Lowry's not in a trade, though. That's that's later right. in the in market, so market.
2: Um at this never mind. Okay. Um
1: it's, it's D Gabe Hayes, Rui in a first for DeRozan Caruso, Gafford. Or Carter, whatever.
2: I mean, like, Asset for asset, like that's a good deal. Like Jackson Hayes getting him off the books is a, a win in any book. Yeah. Gabe is viewed as a massive negative right now.
1: Caruso's um, worth the first by himself.
2: Caruso's worth the first by himself. It's so like just value. I think we kind of like, uh, like just shocked by the number of players. Yeah. So value for value, this is a, a, a slam dunk for the Lakers, right? Will this happen? No. No. Yeah.
1: Cause the other teams aren't going to do that.
2: Fire both Orlando and everybody in Orlando's front office and everybody in Chicago's.
1: What, what office. would happen? The problem is, and this is the problem the Lakers have in general. They have one pick. And yeah. in this case, both teams you're trading with would want that pick. We want a pick. So and you've got Austin, one.
2: Or JHS, even at the very least, like but how many teams
1: value JHS as a first right now?
2: Fair. Right? But that's, it's still like in terms of like In terms of potential redeeming assets, like he's still one of your better ones.
1: Sure. Uh, Zay said, ideally, I know it's a long shot, but trade Gabe at this point and try to get Caruso to you get your point of attack defender. Sure. Uh, The only way you do it is if you include that first. And I don't know if that's enough. Yeah. I like, honestly, I think the Bulls will probably ask for more. Uh, Austin Reeves, Headbuster said, Austin Reeves for Murray, start D'Lo Murray. Would AD Braun. D'Lo Murray, would AD Braun. Like Austin eh. Reeves for Murray, straight up doesn't. work. You'd have to add some salaries in there, but, but again, you're looking at long term. You could still lose D'Lo for nothing. In the summer, yeah.
2: I, again, I'm not. I'm not just in this big rush personally to trade Austin, even though I know that is not the popular thing to say right now. I, I'm sorry. I'm just not. You know, in a rush to trade Austin.
1: Yeah, I think that's, I think, I don't think the Lakers are either. So I think that's reflective of the team. Ashley um, said, I mean, I've said this before, but it's, it's as far as like, I, I think Austin should be He's pretty comfortable. Like, I don't think he's going to be traded. I, I'm pretty sure the Lakers are dead set on not trading him unless a team offers something you wouldn't expect them to offer. If it's like a true, legit all-star, they'll move him." Actually said Ham must be shaking in his boots after Griffin getting the axe. I, I, th- I don't think he is.
2: I don't think he is now. Should he be? I'm not even gonna say should he be. I I just think the Lakers coming out and saying, "Oh yeah, Darwin's completely fine" after you had like lost seven of eleven games. I just thought that's the wrong move.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, puppy chow said Gabe and Dilo for Alex Caruso and Lonzo well Lonzo's hurt I don't think anybody's trading for him right now he's got to get back on the court he's been he's missed what the last two seasons now yeah I, I don't think anybody's trading for him right now um and I maybe that's the point that you're getting some value to Chicago by taking on Lonzo but um yeah not first know. either <laughs> right shelly said ham isn't going to put the players in the right positions then no trade's gonna help. He keeps playing Torian Prince, regardless of putting him on the best player on their teams.
2: I texted somebody last night and I said, Oh man, like these, these lives stink, man. Like dude, we, we gotta figure something out. And the response I got was, yeah, if we trade for DeJounte Murray, he's gonna play 46 minutes because he plays with the Hawks.
1: Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> because it's all the former Hawks that Darvin has there, there's no they Narva doesn't have a, a,
2: a relationship with Dejounte. Just the fact that he played for the Hawks. Here but you, you go, buddy. Hawks.
1: Yeah, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, uh, Dennis Schroeder last season. I wouldn't mind Dennis coming back. Actually, all right, we'll do a few Torian. more in. Uh, games like this happen despite past bad losses. This isn't one to panic over. Y'all would have traded Kobe in '98 if you could have.
2: That would have been a really like fun time to go back and, and like revisit. I'm not gonna lie.
1: just drop Twitter in the middle of the of the mid 90s and see what happens.
2: Oh my god, you dropped Twitter never. I was about to say something about the go debate, but anyway, um uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been a very interesting time period if you if you did something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that definitely would I mean the Lakers almost traded Kobe. A few times. A few there was times. a point where Phil Jackson, I want to say he wanted, I think it was Jason Kidd and Sean Marion from the Suns at the time in exchange for, for Kobe. Um, and he was trying to get the Lakers to do that deal. There was a point where the Lakers were looking to trade him to Chicago. There was a point mm-hmm. where they are looking to trade him to Detroit. Um, he almost got traded a couple times. But but, the problem is sometimes, as, as fans, we think in the moment this is bad, fix it now, right? Mm. This thing that's happening right now is hurting me. It needs to be fixed. Organizations, they have to think more long-term. They have to think more big picture because sometimes the moves that you make to fix something right now come at a price in the long-term. And so that's that's where, you know, for example, if you traded, if you traded Kobe in 98, That price on the long on the long term would be, oh my gosh, we should have never done that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, And so that's something that you have to factor in when you're looking at at all this kind of stuff is what's how what's this going to do to the team three years down the road, four years down the road? What's going to going to happen there in the NBA? The way players jump teams right now, you really you could only plan like three, four years out at a time, but still. It's uh, it, you have to always have an eye on the future when you're running a team.
2: I went, I went back to go look at the in-season tournament final game. Guess how many minutes Torian Prince played? Thirty-five. Nineteen. Nineteen.
1: What? What? Did the Lakers were up big in that game at one point. Eighty.
2: Still plays Forty-one minutes. Bron thirty-five. Uh, okay. Nineteen minutes.
1: So, so was that just a? moment of clarity for darvin or something or
2: <laughs> all right guys we want we won by 20 so we're going to play Torian and prince more yeah that makes sense i mean cambridge played 33 minutes austin played 28 Dido played 32 max played 19 actually okay. there go your uh jackson hayes got seven minutes which is so unserious i'm sorry to interrupt you with with such blasphemy. no no no
1: no, you're absolutely right. Jackson Hayes shouldn't be getting those minutes. Um, super dope hip hop Nuggets fans are scared of Bruce Brown to LA, Boston, Philly, uh, Milwaukee for a reason. Uh, yeah, he's been been telling me that that Nuggets fans are not are hoping that Bruce Brown doesn't go to one of those teams because they think he's a guy that could really move the needle for them.
2: Um, I would think that too if I'm them. I mean, he just yeah he won a title. Like I, if I'm a Denver fan, my experience of Bruce Brown is. As spectacular as I want to remember it being because I won a championship with them.
0: Sure,
1: absolutely. That's and that's the it's like the way we see Alex Caruso or Contavious yeah. Cobble Pope.
2: Uh ACP can do no wrong. I mean, except for that <laughs> weird quote he said about the Lakers a few years ago. But outside of yeah, other that, other than that, he
1: no that. headbuster said Dila Wood, Braun, and A D is plus 60 on 86 possessions.
2: Add Murray. Uh, that is factual not not the necessarily Murray thing but the because he said something to me about that in the post game show last night that is correct
1: i i think the lakers would like to add murray i think that's that's legit but um the the question is the price that that's it i mean the what is the cost to add him, and they got to figure that out and get that sorted all right we'll do a few more here AG said, Trevor, this trade works with the Hawks. Reeves, Rui, Gabe for Murray and Capella. Oh, that's interesting. Murray, Capella for Reeves, Rui, Gabe. Would you do that?
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
2: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm, I don't, do that. I don't no. do that. I'm a no. I'm a no. I, I, for some reason, read that D.Lo Rui, even though you said uh, Reeves Rui. If it's Reeves Rui, the answer's no.
1: Yeah. I think Capella's taken a bit of a step back for Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I think there's going to be moments, as much as people will say, well, I'll, I'll get people to tell, still tell me Anthony Davis is out of position. He's really a power forward. Oh, my God. Are we still doing this? No, that that's really a thing. I still hear that. I think Anthony Davis has the versatility to play power forward when the situation calls for it. However, even when the Lakers had Dwight and JaVale, the they, Lakers co- were... they, they, they closed with AD at the five. It... I would like them to have the option to play AD at the four. The problem is I don't want to pay Clint Capella $20.6 this season and $22.2 million next season in order to have the option to win the situation calls for it, play Anthony Davis at the four. Clint Capella is fine. He's averaging a double-double, 11 points, 10 boards. Um, but if you look at the way a Hawks Hawks fans talk about Clint Capella, he's lost a step. He's not quite what he used to be. Yeah, uh, His field goal percentage actually dropped this year. He's not. He's not that guy that you're gonna want to play every single game, thirty minutes a night. But yeah. he's getting paid to be that, so that's that's the problem. Now here's where I think this gets interesting, Sean, and more interesting for me. What if you replaced the name Capella with the name Bogdanovich? Bogdanovich. Then what happens?
2: Then we have ourselves a conversation. Because I am a big fan of Bogdan Bogdanovich to the point where like that almost makes me forget about Austin or like Lo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I get both DeJounte and Bogey. Uh, that that, that kind of moves me a little bit. I am I'm I'm in, I'm, de- I'm, de- I'm more likely to do a, you know, uh, a Murray bogey deal that has Austin in it than a Murray Capella deal. That's Austin.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'd agree with that. Julius said Ham is so allergic to calling timeouts he just let the game go while Cam was on the ground injured. Oh, how about that? You that and I we were on playback, weird. we were on the YouTube channel and we were both saying call timeout, call timeout. And then when the Lakers didn't have the ball, we're saying go take a foul, go foul somebody to stop the play. Cam can't put any weight on his ankle at this point in the game. He can't stay he's he's hopping on one foot. Go foul somebody. Stop the play. And then when the Lakers get the ball, call timeout. They go down, they they shoot. Darvin wouldn't even call a timeout to get Cam on, And Cam's his guy. And he wouldn't even call a timeout then. The Clippers went on a 9-0 run in the fourth. No timeouts to to stop it.
2: It'd be your own people. I don't know. Try to set you up. Try to set you up, Cam. See, we told you. We warned you. What? I quit
1: it's like does he
2: let it out bro. at the
1: end of the season does you think like uh, the surplus timeouts get used in some way or something like like there's there's a there's an award for the most timeouts remaining or something
2: if if I knew I would be a millionaire right now it's I'd be it, a millionaire coaching in the NBA preferably. <laughs>
1: Cole said, I feel like the difference between this year's team and last year's is guard defense. We can get Dennis without getting rid of d and maybe even get a big. You know, that is another path for the Lakers. I know we're all locked in on this DeJounte Murray thing, but there is a alternative path here where maybe you don't have to give up as as much. Maybe you don't have to give up your 2029 20, first and you still keep the idea alive of, hey, we could give up three first this summer and go after it should... Should Donovan Mitchell hit the trade market? Should Trey Young hit the trade? Whoever sure. hit the trade market, we can at least get in that discussion. And that might evolve going after like a Dennis Schroeder or someone like that.
2: Yeah, I think Dennis would be... Uh, Dennis, and maybe this is why you thought Gabe would be able to come in and, and help you with it. Gabe just has to be able to stay healthy. But I do think there's a lot of stuff that Gabe did for... I mean, that Dennis did for you, excuse me, last season that, that went kind of under the radar and I think are missed right now for sure.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, last one here. Karl Marx, Gabe, JHS, Christie, and the 2029
2: first. Okay. Uh, who for, says no? I'm saying no.
1: For Caruso, Drummond, and a second.
2: That's a lot.
1: We will have enough seconds for Cam or Prince, and a second for Royce O'Neill. So, Gabe, I mean, does Chicago do this, though? I don't think anybody does this. Because if Gabe is a negative value, like Gabe and JHS together maybe are neutral. So Christie and your 29 first for Caruso? Mm-mm. And Drummond? And oh, Chicago's probably going to want multiple first.
2: Oh, I'm not doing that. If I, Ma-
1: I, If Max Christie was not in that, you're doing that, right?
2: So Gabe, JHS, 29 first, probably.
1: Yeah. It's Max Christie.
2: Or even like if you took the 29 first out.
1: Then there's no way
2: Chicago does it. Yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. I I just don't think either team says yes.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, though, if you look at a trading and go, oh, I think neither team would be super happy with it. That's where you actually found a a good trade. (laughs) Uh, But... Trade deadline's coming. February 8th is coming up. We'll have answers to all these questions. And again, right now, the trade deadline is kind of moving faster. Like, we've got stuff happening a little earlier. You've got deals going down already. So, I mean, this it, who knows when this could happen. Again, if I'm Atlanta right now, specifically on the DeJounte Murray front, if I'm Atlanta right now, I'm stalling as much as I can and waiting to see if better offers arrive before February 8th. If I'm the Lakers, I'm doing everything I can to say, nope, I've, we've got other options. We've got other deals we might turn to. If you guys want to get something done with us, let's figure it out sooner rather than later. And we'll see what, uh, what actually wins out here. But, oh boy, Lakers-Bulls tonight. Lakers better figure out a way to get a win in this one. Got to get it done.
2: Got to Gotta get it done.
1: That's all right, everybody, make sure you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Appreciate you joining us today on the show. Sean, uh, we'll be on playback, breaking everything down live as it's happening. Playback.tv slash Lakers Nation, as well as the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. I hope, I hope we get a fun and relaxing game. That's that's what I really need right now, Sean. A fun, relaxing game. And that means an easy Lakers win. I'm not predicting that, but I could go for one of those right now
2: fun relaxing lakers in the same sentence yes that, I that would that would be nice
1: i'm asking for a lot i'm asking yeah. for a lot
2: so so you know just picky we know. we ask for so much here at lakers nation
1: it's too much that's i get it too much i get
2: it it's, it's it's too hard to ask for you know a lineup with less than two non-floor spacers together that, that that's just that's just too hard
1: You're you're gonna get me on a Darwin rant again. All right, everybody. I'm very tired, so we'll we'll close the show there. (laughs) Till next time. See ya, and stay safe.
0: This is the story of the wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand.